Coming to you from the southwestern corner of Manitoba, sharing fresh perspectives from real educators. Tune in as teachers relate their stories of professional learning, classroom practice, and the challenges they've overcome to teach like a boss. Welcome to a brand new episode of Teach Like a Boss, the podcast recorded by teachers for teachers. My name is Devin Caldwell, and I'm one of the chairs of the Fort LaBoss School Division's Professional Development Committee. And I'm really pleased to be here with a new guest who's never been on the podcast before. And we're going to be talking about a very timely topic, remote learning for teachers and students. I'm really excited to welcome Leah Oback today. And Leah is the Literacy with ICT teacher leader in Park West School Division. So she has been on the front lines of helping teachers implement remote learning. So she has a lot of wisdom to share with us today. Leah, welcome to the podcast and it's wonderful to have you here today. If you could begin by sharing a little bit about your background and your role in Park West School Division, that would be great. Thanks for inviting me, Devin. Uh, As you said, I'm the Literacy with ICT teacher leader in Park West School Division, which means I work uh, with K-12 students and teachers supporting technology integration. So normally I would be driving around to each of our school buildings and visiting classrooms to work with students and teachers on various ICT projects. Um, Of course, with the coronavirus pandemic that has changed and I'm providing support remotely, Um, through lots of video meetings and email and and messaging back and forth uh, with educators. Uh, My background um, is as a classroom teacher. I I have worked with early years, middle years, and high school students in our division in various roles uh, before coming into the Literacy with ICT teacher leader role. So you mentioned that normally you'd be driving around to different schools to meet with teachers and support them. So before everything changed, tell us about a typical day in your job as a Literacy with ICT teacher leader. So a typical day would start um, with a commute from my home to whatever school I was booked in that day. It's usually a different school each day of the month. Uh, We have 15 schools in our division and I work part-time at 0.75. So I normally get to each school once a month. Um, So I would arrive at that school and depending on what I had booked um, for the day, it would be a combination of one-on-one meetings with teachers to sit down and do some planning and discussion and classroom visits to go in and work with groups of students and their teacher on various um, ICT projects. So we might be making movies or learning how to use social media in the classroom or focusing on connecting with another class somewhere else in the world. So that was a typical day back when our lives were normal. Um, Tell me how your role has changed now that we're self-isolating and schools are closed at the moment. What do you do now? So my role um, or my goal is still the same to support teachers with technology integration, but how I'm doing it, of course, has to be much different because the in-person portion is not possible. So I typically have... um, a couple of ways that I'm working with teachers. Um, Lots of video calling, so one-on-one sessions where we can screen share and discuss and plan. Uh, I've also been offering group sessions for my colleagues where we can come together, um, share suggestions and ideas uh, on kind of a group uh, Q&A and some um, discussion and sharing happen in those, so that's been working well. Um, I'm also supporting teachers by email, just back and forth with 
with questions and planning and support, uh, text messaging, phone calls, whatever we need to do to make sure that um, teachers get the support that they need to move forward with the technology they're using for remote learning. So this is an incredibly challenging time right now, but I don't know how often I've kind of stopped and reflected and just been so grateful for all the technology tools at our disposal at our disposal for keeping us connected. And it sounds like it's made a big difference in your ability to do your job. It certainly so, has. So as you're acting as a support to teachers, I think you're really well positioned to speak to some of the challenges that teachers are facing right now in their efforts to implement remote learning. Like, what are you seeing as you're supporting and working with teachers right now? Um, yeah, certainly the challenges are different for different people, but there are some common threads. And I think one of the really big things that's um, been a challenge for teachers is connecting with students because as teachers, we're used to being so connected. We spend lots of time with our students. Uh, we get to know them. We have strong relationships with them. We often know what's going on uh, in their lives beyond school. And being physically apart from students has been really hard on, on many teachers. And it is challenging to find ways to connect with all students. Um, certainly technology does help us reach a, a portion of our students, but we also have many students who don't have access to a device or internet at home. So this approach um, has had to be multifaceted, I guess. There's lots of ways that teachers are um, reaching out and making connections, but it is, it's challenging and time consuming and demanding. So we are using online learning platforms and video calling to connect with students. Some teachers are making phone calls, um, sending emails, uh, developing learning packages to be picked up as they are in other school divisions. And most teachers are doing a combination of all these things. So I have to see, I, uh, say I've seen a fabulous um, commitment by educators to find ways to connect with students through a variety of means, but it certainly is challenging. I think it has been really inspiring to just see how hard educators have been working to adjust to this dramatic change in circumstances and to find ways to reach out to their students. And, and you did mention like just the, the diversity and how, you know, some homes might have fast internet and one device per student and, and other homes might not have any of those things. So a multifaceted approach, I think it's, is definitely our best one, but I think that also places a lot of demands on educators to do things in many different ways. Absolutely. And then there's the related challenge of choosing what technology tools to use for those who have a device and connectivity at home. It's choosing the tools that are going to work and then learning about them because often um, teachers were using these tools in the classroom, but how we're using them for remote learning is different and requires further um, professional learning on teachers' parts. So I think that's been another challenge is just to dig further into the tools we're using and figure out how they can be relevant and applicable and helpful in a remote learning situation. Um, again, it can be pretty time consuming. It can be challenging and frustrating at times. I have to say I've worked with uh, a lot of teachers in the last few weeks. And again, they they're doing an amazing job of finding ways to make things work, but that's not to say it isn't a challenge. Well, that leads really nicely into the next question I wanted to ask you. What are you seeing that's working really well? 
Um, what have you noticed teachers doing that might be worthwhile for our listeners to hear more about? So in our school division, we use the Google Suite for education. So especially for our middle years and high school learners, that's our um, platform. Um, and we have been mostly using um, Google Classroom to send uh, and receive assignments, communicate with students, and then using uh, some of the other apps and tools like Google Hangouts Meet for doing video calling. Um, so I've seen lots of different uh, approaches to how teachers are using those tools to connect, but some of the things that are working well, um, I've seen uh, teachers setting up either weekly or um, regular meetings with students. So they kind of have an invitation out to students that they will be in a meeting room at that time. If students can join, uh, they can come uh, either for a sharing session, a discussion, a mini lesson. I think that's working pretty well. Another thing that teachers have been uh, thinking about is like how to chunk at their distance learning assignments and work. So whether it's assigned daily or weekly uh, and trying not to overwhelm students and families. So a nice way I've seen of setting up uh, instruction is instead of sending out, say, five assignments a day or five assignments a week is teachers who um, are, are chunking together, say, a weekly assignment into either a Google document with links out to resources or a set of slides uh, with links and learning activities built in. So it's one document instead of five, which I think is a nice um, way to consolidate. Our early years teachers, um, we were using Seesaw in many classrooms before um, school closures. So lots of teachers have embraced Seesaw, uh, the online learning journal uh, for students to post some of their home learning projects there, and also for teachers to develop uh, new activities digitally and distribute them that way. Um, I really love that students in that tool have so many ways of expressing their learning and documenting what they're doing by taking a picture, taking a video, they've got the inking and annotation built right in, uh, they can do a voice recording. So that's a really powerful tool that's really easy and accessible even for our youngest learners. So. Those are the things that are, are working well um, for the teachers that I've had the opportunity to connect with. Well, and it sounds like Park West has done a great job of focusing on two platforms. So probably the Google Suite for Education for the older learners, Seesaw for younger learners, although I know Seesaw works well with kids of all ages, and I'm sure Google can be adapted and modified to work well for younger learners too. Something that I know I've been hearing lots about, and I think it's been um, a recommendation from the province too, is just really to avoid overwhelming families and learners with a whole bunch of different activities, expectations, and platforms. And I just can't imagine how overwhelming it would be for a family if they've got four kids and then four different teachers using four different platforms and, and just so much to check all the time to learn about and stay on top of. So I think that's great that your division is focusing mainly on those two platforms. Yeah, I think that they're working well for us. And certainly there are other tools being used to enhance and support, but those are the things we were using before school closures and they have worked well to continue and maintain learning. I know in Fort LaVos School Division, we have two platforms to choose from. We've got Office 365 from Microsoft. There's also the Google Suite for Education available to teachers. 
So I think probably teachers are making decisions about which platform they're going to use, how they're going to use it. I know I've been having a lot of success um, organizing all of my learning materials day by day in Microsoft OneNote and then sharing a non-editable version of the notebook with families and that lays it out day by day. So I've had good feedback about that. And I'm using that in conjunction with Seesaw. So those have been my, my top tools for remote learning that have been working well so far. But I'd be really interested to hear from my Fort LaBosse colleagues about what they're doing and what's working well. Hopefully they'll leave some comments on this episode so we can all share kind of what's working and learn from each other. That would be great. And I will remind everyone that if they want to share through social media, we do monitor the hashtag teach like a boss. So anything you're sharing, hashtag teach like a boss, we will see. And that would be wonderful. So it's creative name ever. <laughs> you know, I can't even take credit for that. It was someone on my PD committee and I just absolutely love it. So it's definitely kept me motivated and excited to continue the podcast because it has such a great name. Um, that kind of leads into the next thing I wanted to talk about. As much as we don't want to overwhelm children and families with a whole bunch of new platforms and expectations, there are a lot of great tools out there that I think teachers can employ through those platforms that families are familiar with. And I know for me, sometimes a brand new tool can be really exciting and engaging. And I think the same holds true for students as well. So I wanted to ask you, are there two, three, four fun new tools that you'd like to share with us today, how teachers might find them, how they might use them, what your top picks are right now? I'd say if you're going to bring in a, a supporting tool, one thing you might want to consider is Flipgrid. We've used it lots in our school division. Uh, Flipgrid allows uh, teachers to post a prompt and then students to film a selfie style video as a response. You can also uh, turn on student-to-student -student video replies so that students can leave comments on each other's videos. Uh, and you can also allow in multiple domains. So if you wanted to do this cross-classroom, cross-division, you could have a discussion going on between different classrooms. We often use this at the start of the year to kick off our global read-aloud activities. Um, so it's a good reminder at this time, if you typically only use that for book club discussions, um, across classrooms during Global Read Aloud, it might be a tool to bring back out now, especially if your students already know how to use it. It's a great place to have discussions, even if it's just within your own class or your own school. Um, it's a nice way for students to um, see each other through asynchronous video and also um, have some really good discussion sharing. So I mentioned that we've used it for book clubs, but you could certainly post any discussion prompts. And I have used this um, K to 12, and it's accessible for different ages, depending on how you set it up, whether you do um, QR code logins, or if you want to use your Google or Microsoft logins. So I think that's a great tool to consider um, adding if, uh, if it's a good fit for your learners. And Flipgrid is a Microsoft tool. So no issues with safety or security there. And it is accessible to everyone, right? Even if you're not um, an Office 365 division. Yeah, you can sign up with your work email. Okay, perfect. So Flipgrid, I've had lots of success with Flipgrid too, both with kindergarten students and adult learners. Any other suggestions you have for us? Another tool that we use in uh, Park West is a whiteboarding tool called Explain Everything. There are a few tools that do similar things. So you might've heard of like Educreations or Notability. Um, 
explain everything is a whiteboard where you can annotate. So do your inking, uh, add pictures, draw on the screen, whatever you need to do, talk over it. Uh, this one has been a good uh, solution that we're looking at for uh, remote learning with math in particular, uh, because it allows us to record, um, say, a math problem on the screen and talk through how we're solving it as the ink is appearing. So it's a really good solution and explain everything like many companies has offered um, free access for the remainder of the year uh, due to the pandemic. So that's a, a wonderful offer that you can get this for free right now. It is a powerful tool. You can export it as a video uh, when you're done, your explainer, and uh, send it to your students through your existing platform, whether that's embedding it in your OneNote class notebooks or sharing it through Google Classroom. So it is a nice fit um, with what you're already, uh, already using to share. I think you can easily integrate this um, if you're willing to try out a whiteboarding tool. So you mentioned earlier that Seesaw had some inking and annotation features too. Would you recommend explain everything for K to 12? Would you recommend maybe Seesaw for younger children? What would be your advice on this? Yeah, if you're already using Seesaw, I would just do your inking and annotation videos there, whatever age you're working with. Um, this is more of an option. If you don't have Seesaw as your platform, you can create um, your whiteboarding videos outside um, of Google Classroom, for example, and then share the link. Okay, thank you. So lots of options for explainer videos from kindergarten to grade 12, as well as inking and annotation, which can be really powerful with remote learning. Any other recommendations? My final one is actually just a Chrome extension uh, that I came across. Uh, and then we actually tested it out in our recent Manace meeting. We had some board members try it, is if you're using Google Hangouts Meet for your video calling, uh, some people find the, the view in there not quite as nice, but there is an extension called Google Meet Grid View that you can add to your browser that will give you um, a grid view of all of your participants. So that would be something to check out if that's what you're using as video calling and you want to experiment uh, with a different layout. Well, I know I really like the grid view in Zoom when I'm doing whole class lessons. So it would probably be useful for teachers to also find that in Google Hangouts. Okay, well, three great tools, Leah, Flipgrid, Explain Everything, and then that um, Google Chrome extension for Hangouts. Thank you for sharing all of those. Um, I always like to end with a takeaway for teachers, although I'm sure they've already gotten numerous takeaways from this episode, thanks to you. Um, do you have one piece of advice, maybe for the teacher that's feeling overwhelmed or unsure of where to go to next, or just a general general suggestion for educators. We'd, we'd love for you to, to leave us with that for today. Uh, I think I'd like to leave uh, with something that speaks to a challenge we didn't talk about. I know that teachers are doing a lot right now and a lot of people are having a hard time finding balance because just as it is in the classroom, there's always more we can do, whether we're teaching remotely or teaching in our physical space. Um, teaching is a profession where there's um, always more you could do and it can be really hard to stop and shut off. So I would say my piece of advice for educators right now is to remember to take care of yourselves. Taking time for rest and self-care is going to allow you to continue to support your learners and your family through this difficult time. Self-care looks different for everyone, um, but 
one of the the best things that's come out of this pandemic, in addition to all of the free educational resources, is all of the free self-care resources at our fingertips right now. So if anyone would like some self-care recommendations, be sure to reach out and I will definitely connect you. Speaking of connection, Leah, if anyone wants to reach out and connect with you, um, where can they find you? Oh, a couple of places and depending on what you want to see. So if you would like to connect with me on Twitter, I am Leah O for OBAC77. Um, and if you would like to see what, what I share when I'm in classrooms and with students, I am at Mrs. Oback on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, thank you so much. And I know as someone who, of course, follows you on different social media platforms, you share a wealth of really useful resources. So be sure to give Leah a follow and stay connected. Thank you so much for joining us today on Teach Like a Boss. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to share some wisdom with us and let us know what's going on in Park West School Division. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So that's a wrap on our most recent episode for the end of April. And I just want to send a shout out to all the teachers out there who are making adjustments, meeting these challenges head on to continue to teach like a boss in probably one of the craziest times in educational history. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for tuning in. Any of the resources or information mentioned in this podcast can be found in this episode's show notes available at www.flbsd.mv.ca forward slash podcast. Join us next time as real teachers continue to share their journeys and inspire you to teach like a boss.